and welcome. You have found yourself at the Monkey Magic Podcast, a light-hearted and affectionate look back at the classic TV series Monkey, produced by Nippon TV and adapted from the classic Chinese novel Journey to the West. This podcast will take a nostalgic look back at this morals-infused adventure and consider what lessons we could learn for the 21st century. My name is JP. In this week's episode, Monkey, Pigsy and Sandy become disillusioned with the pilgrimage and go their separate ways. Monkey flies home to the kingdom of fruit and flowers. Pigsy goes to China seeking rewards from the emperor, while Sandy returns to the western heaven, hoping the Jade Emperor will forgive him. Tripitaka continues the journey alone. He's flabbergasted when lightning strikes the horse, and it turns into a human called Yulong, deserted by his disciples. Tripitaka soon finds himself in great danger. Welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast with me, your host, Jake. Well, here we are, episode one of season two, or alternatively, episode 27, Pigsy's 10,000 Ladies. And it's immediately apparent from the opening titles, change is the only constant. One disciple, Sandy, is a fish spirit. Why is Sandy getting third billing? He should be fourth. Well, it's pretty obvious, because Pigsy has been recast. The actor clearly was only signed up for 26 episodes, so... Yeah, you're getting another 26, but sorry, I've I've signed up for something else. You're going to have to recast me. So how are they getting around that? Well, even the narrator's jumping in and saying, Everything changes. Pigsy is changing. So it's sort of like, you're meant to just assume that this is the same guy, but it's slightly different. And candidly, like a lot of these things, you initially you didn't like the new one, right? Because I liked the old one. That's not the only change though. The horse that used to be a dragon, it's now becoming a human. Like we've already got a struggle to get lines going around amongst the regulars. Now there's an extra person. Like, I don't know how often he changes into a human, but, like, he's still in a horse form most of the time. Well, let's see how the series goes. But there you go. It's second season, and already they're throwing all these changes at you. Anyway, so what is the plot for this one? It's like a half-time timeout, you know, that you get in, like, the, the NFL and things like that. Timeout. They've went all that distance that we saw in the last episode where Buddha's got monkey in her hand and all this kind of stuff. You have went barely half the way. It's fair to say they're probably all struggling a little bit with that concept. Oh, 
I thought we were done, but you know you're just telling us it's half the way. So there's a, to all intents and purposes, there's a strike. Treppy is continuing on his own. Like, that's mental, because he's got no defences against the demons. Clearly, in the off-season, there's been a few words, and, yeah, they've, they've went their separate ways. So what's happening? Well, Monkey, he's went straight to the top. Hey, Buddha! Show yourself! There's no use hiding in invisibility! I know you're here! He's went back to Buddha and basically saying, I've had enough. I've done my bit. And it's a wee bit like, you know, if you're a, you're in a job where you've, you've sort of felt you've given it most of the... Yeah, most of the effort that you were going to put in. And, like, now you're just going to be freewheeling a bit. It's better that somebody else takes over from you. Buddha's disappointed, but fair enough if you didn't want to do it. No holding it against you. Done. So he goes back to his kingdom of fruit and flowers. Where it's fair to say, in the time that he's been gone, it's a wee bit like, what's that phrase? When the cat's away, the mice will play. So his sort of disciples were, he's a king, isn't he? He's like the, his subjects. When he's been away on this trip, they've basically let his kingdom, the kingdom of fruit and flowers, pretty much go to rack and ruin. It's an absolute tip. Kingdom of fruit and flowers, it's more like kingdom of rubbish and untidiness. Like a total disgrace. Well, what's happened with the other ones? Well, Pigsy, he's actually up to no good. He is, went back to the Emperor of China and basically spinning him a line that we've got the scriptures I've brought them back. Like, what an absolute liar. But the the Emperor's gone, like, you are an absolute superhero, Pigsy. Whatever happened to your colleagues? I just don't know how to tell you this, but oh, it's awful. Your grandson and all my friends, as we were crossing the Himalayas, a monster got them all dead. I, you know, point to himself. I wasn't prepared to just throw the towel in. I thought it was important to continue. And, like, it's a hero's welcome for Pigsy. But there, there's a thing, like, now that I've finished that, I mean, what what else is there to do? And the king's, like, tapping him on the shoulder. I've got an idea. What about Sandy? What's happened to Sandy? Well, amazingly, he's back in heaven. I thought he was banned from there. But maybe the ban's been overturned. Like, you know, like sometimes that happens in, like, the, the FA. They go, right, you got a, a red card, but we've rescinded it. It could be that something like that, because we see the Jade Emperor and his special friend, the Lady Vega. They're there, there. And Lady Vega remembers Sandy, which I was surprised at. I thought she would probably... He would have been, you know, kind of invisible to her. Because she's got eyes for the Emperor. 
right? But no, but probably because it was such a fuss the last time. Oh, I remember him, Majesty. Sandy, heavenly host, you were a marshal. Interesting for us as a continuity piece, but Vega herself is still saying... I know we're just good friends, Your Majesty, but as a favour to me, let him stay. Oh, thank you, Star Spirit, you'll never regret it. By this sudden interest, or isn't it my business, if we're just friends? She's, she's just good friends with His Majesty. Like, come on. Like, do, do you think this is episode one of series one? We know fine well that's not what it is. But, I don't know, if you just want to keep spinning that line, Lady Vega, okay, well, that's up to you. But the, the bottom line is, though, she's saying says that Sandy, I'm guessing, could maybe spill the beans here. So... It's in her interest to see if she can, you know, keep Sandy sweet. And Sandy seems to have created a little, I don't know, is it like a date or is it it an alliance or something with one of Lady Vega's servants? So the two of them are kind of winking back and forward at each other, like as if I'll see you later and all this kind of stuff. I don't know what's going on there. Well, we'll see how that develops, eh? We then turn to, well, our our main guy, right? Trippy. Trippy's struggling, right? He's out in the rain. He's on his own. How on earth am I going to be able to continue all the way to India without my disciples? Just me and the horse. And then all of a sudden, lightning. The horse is now a human. Now, the first thing you'd probably expect to say is like, wow, how did that happen? Who are you? What does this mean? But all that Trippy's thinking is, oh no, now I'm going to have to walk. As always, as we've seen in these in the past, it sounds great having your freedom, doesn't it? But, like, too much of anything can become boring. So we see Monkey back in his kingdom, and he's like... She's fed up. He's actually kind of missing his headband. Now, I don't know if he misses it because he thinks it made him look a wee bit sort of cooler, or he's actually just... It's symbolically he's missing... Being ways, his boss, right? Trippy. It's no good. Sandy, meanwhile, like so, some time has obviously passed since we first seen him. He's been married. Her name is Lu Ming. She's one of Lady Vega's staff, kind of what lady in waiting or something like that. He's went through with it, which you'd think Sandy's normally the types that would be probably be wanting to back out of it, but he's went through it. He's got kids. They're all little mini-me's of Sandy. And, you know, initially I think he's quite liking it, right? Because, you know, it probably brings a bit of joy to his life. But after a while, he's having to do the school run. Oh, and there's little mini-Sandy's needing new shoes because he's growing. Oh, that's more money, right? 
it's like on he can't get the channels on the TV because they want to watch cartoons. Like, so do you have to buy a new TV? I don't know, is there a deal you can get or something like that? Because I'm fed up watching these cartoons. And it's not like the good cartoons from like the 70s and 80s. It's all this modern stuff, right? Sandy is like, he's feeling smothered. That's what it is. And Lu Ming, right? Okay, she was... She used to be his kind of sparring partner when they were first together, but now she's so tired. So they've kind of grown apart too. And I don't know, Sandy, like, you gave up this quest and you, you were able to do philosophizing when you were on it, but now you've got no time for that. You're just shattered. Sandy, what's all this then? You wanted peace and quiet to philosophize. Peace and quiet with a load of children. Mm Mm-hmm. Trippy is in trouble. Because not only is he having a walk, but surprise, surprise, there's something after him. My goodness, what is it? It's a monster. It's like a dragon. Well, it's sort of like a... It made me think of like the Drash Higgs from Carnival of Monsters and Doctor Who. It's like a, you know, a huge lizard dinosaur type thing that breathes fire. That's after Trippy. And Trippy now doesn't have anyone looking after him. Oh dear. He is hiding in a cave. And the the Drash Hig, which by the way, is fairly unconvincing in terms of uh, its model work. But it basically knows that Trippy's in this cave, so it's just going to sit him... It's going to wait him out, because Trippy needs to eat, remember? So he's going to have to come out at some point. Oh, dear. Trippy is in trouble. But he's no the only one. Pigsy's been rumbled. The sutras that he's passed off... What the scriptures are actually saying is Crispy duck, sweet and sour pork, bird nest soup, special fried rice. You made a mistake. This is a menu from somewhere. They're menus. They're just menus from a Chinese restaurant. The emperor, as you can imagine, is furious. Like, Pigsy was due to be getting a new job. But it sounds like, with some slight adjustments, it might still be happening. Hmm, that sounds funny. So he's going to be awarded, would you believe it, 10,000 wives. Now, whether it's the current Pigsy or the original Pigsy, it is irrelevant because he is beyond ecstatic at this news. 10,000. Thousand women to crack onto. Utterly, utterly brilliant. The director of the 10,000 women? That's what his title is going to be. Remember from episode one of season one, Monkey was getting a director type? So here's Pigsy getting one, but it's not just shoveling out the horse's barn. This is actually, you know, he's going to be the central person for these 10,000 women. Wow. But hey, there's the downside. He's not going to be able to be cracking onto any of them. 
because if he's going to be taking this job, he has to become a eunuch. There is no way he is up for that. Oh, but that's like that was in the terms and conditions, Pigsy. Did you know sign? Oh, I must have missed that bit. I've changed my mind, and they're like, well, you can't change your mind. It's too late now. We've, this has been a nightmare job to recruit. But no, running away from this. So there's a little message there. Both Sandy and Pigsy, right? They're, they've left the, the little pilgrimage. But they're finding out the grass isn't always greener. Neither is Monkey. He's back to Buddha. More you want? Are you never satisfied, you greedy monkey? I'm actually a wee bit bored. Do you think maybe... Maybe I could get the old job back? So brilliant. The troops are back together. And just in time too. Because... The monster is about to eat Trippy Taka. Monkey's straight on the case and he fights the monster. But with such a size and balance, it quickly swallows him. But on the inside, Monkey's able to annoy him so much that he regurgitates him. And there's the crucial little bit of Dosech Machina in this week's episode. Monkey lands in an area, wishing staff first, which punctures the ground and releases, well, something I didn't expect in ancient China, an oil well. How can that be used? Well, quite clearly, when the monster blows fire and fire mixes with oil, woof! The whole thing goes up in flames. The monster is gone. And Trippy Taka is safe. So, what was the episode about? Well, I suppose, like, the number one thing here, and this is because it's a sort of soft reboot, right, for the second series with the with Pigsy actor changing, and also the introduction of this horse as a human, which I'm not really sure is a good idea, but, like, let's give it the benefit of the doubt, like, you know, maybe it will turn out for the best. I liked it the way it was, though, but as it's a kind of Buddhist concept, change is the only constant. Yes, you might not like that the theme tune is different at the start and the end. But then again, that's part of progress, isn't it? And it doesn't mean the old stuff's gone. You can listen to that at another time. It is a wee bit disconcerting that Trippy is starting to look a bit more feminine, though. Like, I, maybe that's a deliberate strategy too, but like, I, I preferred it when he was much more androgynous. Yeah. Pigsy, I don't know. Maybe we'll just give the new guy the benefit of the doubt and maybe in time we'll we'll start to like him just as much as we did the old one.
Also, like, there's a piece here in, I suppose, Sandy and his reluctant parenthood. So maybe his uh, betrothed here that uh, Lu Ming has basically been giving him the hard sell about needs kids. And, like, he's had loads. So I can't remember how much it was, but it looked like there was at least, you know, he had four or five. That was why he was not really getting time to, to do anything because he's... I didn't have time for philosophy because of, I've got all these kids to look after. So there's maybe something in there, though, that is basically saying to us, listen, don't just be having one kid. So, you know, like that one kid policy that, like, China used to have, that clearly is not in application up in the the Western heaven, right? Because Sandy's got this four or five of them. So there's maybe a subtle message there saying, that one-child policy is a mistake. You, you really need to be having children above, you know, the replacement rate to keep the population going. Otherwise, you're going to be left with, like, a smaller and smaller proportion of people in the workforce trying to look after, like, a, an ageing population who are wanting pensions. So, Sandy, you might not want kids, you might not want any more kids, but actually, you're doing us a favour if you are, because they're going to be funding your retirement, and all of our retirements for that matter, right? Because it's not as if they're paying pensions out of some vault that they've saved up, it's coming out of ordinary tax. And lastly, and certainly this is very, very topical for us, the dragon, the Drashig, that Monkey defeats at the end, the one that had been attacking Trippy. Well, Monkey couldn't beat it just one-on-one because it was enormous. He could only beat it through the efficiency that is afforded by fossil fuels. So it was the oil well that he opened up by poking his wishing staff in the ground that spurted that oil up, that covered the dragon. And it, once it inflamed, as you know, like it would be poof. So there's a wee lesson in there for us that, yes, you can create plenty of electricity through windmills and stuff like that, But the efficiency of oil is still massively important, not just for cars, but for fighting dragons. Original transmissions in the UK, the 16th of January 1981, in Japan, the 15th of November 1979, and in Australia... The 12th of June, 1981. The disciples, like, have a little reunion and... I'm sorry. I'm sorry that... We threw our toys out of the pram because... We thought we were there and then we weren't there and it's like starting again from scratch. We just needed a little time out. 
to Trippy's like, well, actually, I've got some news for you too. For a start, I'm starting to use some mascara. But more importantly, the horse, it's now a human too. Don't you know? You do. You're teasing me. Does this remind you of anything? Clip-clop, clip-clop. Have you guessed? The narrator finishes with the blows of life transform us. Life will give us many forms. After heaven and earth exist, individuals develop to fill a space between. The birth is always difficult. We all need help to grow. But what if there is no help? No failure is forever. There is always change. There is always a new beginning. My thanks again to you. I'm glad we're together once again. I can only say I'm happy you've returned. Well said, Tripitaka. And may I just say it's great to be back with yous again for another series. So, join us next week for episode 28, The Dogs of Death. You find ropes into your imagination That can stretch an open pollen forever See colors transcending even rainbows We have so much we can discover Never stop that shining through the darkness We're listening to the Monkey Magic Podcast, an affectionate look back at the iconic Japanese TV series Monkey. Monkey is available on Blu-ray and DVD from Fabulous Films and will be coming to a streaming service to you soon. Meantime, please like, share and if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you at monkeymagicpodcast at gmail.com. My name's JP. Thanks for listening.